Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Take Take Podcast. It is Thursday, November 9th. Gage, Trent, how we doing, fellas? Awesome, what's up? Everybody? How we doing? What's up to everybody listening at home? Uh, another great show for you guys on deck, or on, uh, on deck for you, so excited to get going. Trent, Austin, pleasure to be back, ready to, to dive head first into some football. You rejuvenated Gage with that 10 a.m. nap you just had? Come on, bro. My schedule's all thrown off. I got a <laughs> child here, a full-time job. I'm a doc. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that go into it, and those, those mid-morning naps kind of just hit different. So. <laughs> you got a camera, and you look like you just got fucking ran over by a bus. But, yes, we got a fun, fun show for you guys, man. This one's really cool. Um Boys were hot last weekend. We're going to start recapping some of our bets we had last week, 14-3 and three overall. Um, we are 10 weeks into the college football season, which is which is hard to fathom. We have two weeks, or I'm sorry, three weeks, including this weekend left of the regular season. So we're going to kind of look at playoff rankings, kind of a conference you know, alignment, where we sit with that, uh, preview some games we have this weekend. We got some picks we'll give out. But we're going to spend most of this episode on the Big Boy League. The NFL, we are officially midway through the season. Um, in our preview pod, if you listen to that, we gave out all of our futures. Um, some of us had, you know, props. Some of us, we all did uh, player of the year, you know, division winners. We did a whole, whole, whole bunch of stuff on that preview pod. We're going to kind of touch base with that, see where we are with the current odds and kind of what we're looking like there. And then we'll wrap the show up with Trent's power rankings. But without further ado, let's jump into last week, boys. I said it, 14-3-1. Everybody had a winning weekend. Trent, let's start with you. I believe you were 4-2. and two. Congrats, by the way. Winning weekend for you. Round of applause. Yeah, thanks, Austin. Uh, I needed it in the worst way. You know, I was hoping to go 6-0 and or 5-1, and one, but, you know, I'll, I'll take 4-2. and two. At least we're trending in the right direction and hoping to improve on that. Coming up this week, but I'll run through my bets really quick. Um, and there hasn't been a lot of times this year. I'm excited to do this, so I want to take take the uh, opportunity. But let's kick it off. I was at I was on Northwestern plus the five um, in the uh, the uh, you know most anticipated game of the year, Iowa Northwestern at Wrigley Field. Game ended, uh, I believe, ten to seven um, on an Iowa uh, field goal at the end. But yeah, I mean that's just something where I, I Iowa can't score. I grab the points. I know Gage. I think you were on the under. Um, so <laughs> I know the under for Iowa this week's like a twenty-eight too. I'm sure we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I mean, give me the points in an Iowa game. It's not like Iowa's going to run run away with it. So I felt good about that. I was on a couple overs that I loved, and they cashed with ease. Uh, USC Washington over seventy-six and a half. That damn near hit at halftime. Really, really exciting game, but I mean, I kind of just spelled it out on the pod, pod last week. Like these defenses aren't going to stop anybody. Defenses are too good. Um, Seventy-six and a half was a criminally low number. It was probably the highest of the year in college football. Um, and then, kind of the same logic, Cal and Oregon, fifty-nine and a half. I said Oregon might hit that by themselves. Without. How many points did they end with? They got damn near. They right? covered it themselves. They scored 63, 63-19. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, I kind of said that on the pod, uh, not to, you know, pat myself on the back too hard, but, I mean, or, Cal gave up 50 to USC. Um, it was a pretty easy play for me. I didn't understand that line of 59 and a half. Um, my, one of my losses was Nevada. Uh, I, you know, I've been fading Hawaii all year um, to great success. And this was the, uh, I guess, the time where it, it backfired on me. Hawaii wins outright, kind of dominated the game. You know, I, I'm not going to pretend like I, I, you know, had a huge uh, knowledge base of, of Nevada and, and their skill positions and, you know, what to expect from them. But I thought they put up a better fight over that spread. Turns out they didn't. Uh, moving to the NFL, Chiefs minus one and a half. Um, up 21 to zero. Was feeling really good about that to blow it that offense still has a lot of issues that they need to work out um i mean i think fading miami against good defenses is kind of the way to go forward i'm sure you guys agree and my least favorite play of the day was the seahawks um i got it at six and a half and i, I didn't really understand that line i thought it should be lower and that's how that's when i knew that the ravens were going to throttle them so I was four and one going into that game after the uh, the Chiefs game in in Germany. Kind of already chalked it up as a loss, and that wasn't even close. But yeah, four and two week. You know we're we're heading the right direction, like I said, and um, you know I'm shooting for five five wins or six wins next week. So yeah, that um the Iowa Northwestern game still isn't a high scoring game at Wrigley. I'm pretty sure the Cubs. Forget who they played, but earlier this year in the season they put up like 20, 20 something runs or whatever it was. Was it the Reds? Was it the Reds? Reds. Twenty to nine. Twenty to nine. Yeah, score. that's fucking insane. That twenty nine points can be scored. Outscored, yeah, they outscored the over, or they they had more points than the whole points in that game. No, that's that's what Except I mean. Like it's it's fucking ridiculous. Um, yes, we're all on Chiefs minus one and a half. That was pretty. A pretty good start to the Sunday slate, but Gage, five zero and one, um, kind of a, a a salty or salty taste in the mouth with Ole Miss minus three pushing there, but five and zero. I'm pretty sure it's your second or third undefeated week of the year. Yeah, if you don't say so, um, you you kind of hit it right there with the with the Ole Miss push. That was a a pretty disgusting one. Um, they were up pretty much handily the whole game um a little a little antics late and that ended in a push but we will take a push over a loss any day of the week um moving forward kansas state plus four and a half man what a what a backdoor if i if i say so myself um down 17 nothing early down 24 7 pretty sure in the third quarter um they end up tying that game late, sending it to overtime, and totally disagree with the call to go for it. Um, they were the better team that whole second half. Um, I think they kicked that ball in, in the first overtime, sent it to a second overtime, and take your chances with uh, with going in the double OT to, to win that game. But as a person who's holding a plus four and a half ticket, that is exactly what you want to see there. It's either uh, – they're going to win the game you cover that way or they're going to lose and you cover so it was a win-win for me but that was a very entertaining game to say the least um my favorite play was louisville minus 10 at home against virginia tech um, i mentioned it last pot that was 
um, to claim second place in the ACC moving forward, looking for a chance to hop into that, that championship game. And yeah, that game, that game wasn't even close from start to finish. That was dominated by Louisville. 34 to three was the final score. Um, they doubled them up in total yards, almost tripled them up in total yards. Um, Virginia Tech, 140 total yards throughout the game, and 12 first downs. Not gonna get it. Not gonna get it done against top 15 Louisville. So, um, you guys already mentioned it. The Iowa Northwestern under Trent. Um, I think if Iowa is laying any more than a field goal, I think it's a, a great bet to take the other side, like you did. And that under was sweat free. And I know we'll talk about. Um, this upcoming weekend and now a new college football record total um, low. Pretty sure it's at 28 against Rutgers, but we'll talk about that in a little bit here moving forward. Um, Trent Austin, um, squad ride on the Chiefs minus one and a half. Yes, a little scared there, but the Dolphins playing any team above 500 is an automatic fade for me. And then Eagles minus three. Um, the game of the week against America's team, the Cowboys, they also tried to blow that game late. Um, that was a phenomenal game. They were up, um, they were up big going into the fourth quarter and then late touchdown by Dallas. They go for two and Dak steps out at the one yard line. And that is the difference between a win and a push right there. 28, 23, the final score in Philly very dominant football team eight and one moving in to this week and um if i don't say so i'm also pretty dominant right now i think i took first place right austin you did you are currently let me pull up the the official standings but you are in first i think it's by a game or a half a game yeah 24 25 and one yeah half a game 34, 25, and 1. I'm sitting at 33, 25, and 2. The uh, UCF this weekend, I'll start there with me. Really, I mean, they have fucked. I mean, they fucked me. Yeah. I mean, I went 5 and 1, though. I'll take it every day of the week. But UCF at UC uh, was one of my favorite plays of the weekend, NFL or college. They gave up just, they dominated that football game. Then they just gave up a, a, a nonsense. Touchdown late for UC, um, one by two. UC missed a two-point conversion. The game was a lot closer on the scoreboard than it actually was, in my opinion. But, yeah, the only L I took there, uh, Ohio State over three and a half, team total touchdowns. Say what you want about Kyle McCord. Say what you want about the offense. That defense is still fucking elite. Um, I also sprinkled a little bit on their spreads, covered that. But Ohio State, three and a half touchdowns. Finished with five. That's a dub. Gage, I was also on Kansas State, plus four and a half. So I was pretty sweat-free late into the second half. I was on Washington, minus three. I want to circle back to this game. So you know what? We'll, we'll skip over that here. We'll come back. LSU, Alabama, over 61 and a half, which I thought outside of USC Washington was the best game of the weekend. Um, fireworks back and forth, I think. Bama, even if Jaden Daniels didn't get hurt, I think Bama probably still would have covered that spread and, and won pretty uh, single-handedly. Jalen Milrow looked like a Heisman fuck candidate last week, and it was insane. 
and he looked uh, like a Heisman candidate for a running back, dude. Yeah, he ran all over. It was nuts. So did Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels had 163 rushing yards. Yeah, he ran for four touchdowns. Yeah, do that, you guys do you guys get uh, kind of crazy? But do you guys get Lamar vibes with Jaden Daniels? I do. I really I do. do. I do. He's like he reminds me almost like he's not quite as like insane, athletic, explosive. Like he's not quite the athlete, but he's close. And now that he can um, all of a sudden, you know, throw a good deep ball, and he seems to really have improved. Like in the pocket, I don't know, man. Like a lot of Lamar vibes from Jaden Daniels. He makes it look so effortless, effort, effortlessly. Like that's like he's so. You didn't make that look. Effortlessly. No, I did not. That was a struggle there. But he's so big and long and lengthy and like. He's so fucking fast. It looks like he's running in slow-mo almost, but he's just so much quicker than everybody else. And, and you could say the same with Jalen Milrow. I mean, he's not as big, but at least Saturday night, it looked like he... You, you could absolutely compare him to Lamar during that game because he made running all, all over LSU look fucking easy. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if he's a first-round pick. Who? Daniels? You know, Daniels, yeah. I wonder if he goes first round. I think he is. I don't know. If, I think, yeah. Right. I mean, outside of outside of the top two quarterbacks, like I rather have Jaden Daniels than Quinn Ewers, for example. What about Jordan Travis? Would you have Daniels or Travis? I rather have Daniels. Same, Daniels or Gabriel. Daniels for sure. Yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking of guys that are that are coming out this year. Um, Daniels or or Penix. Ooh, ooh. I go Daniels. Probably Daniels. Yeah. Okay, I'll see a lot of Daniels or McCord. Game. Say it again. <laughs> Daniels or or McCord. McCord. Not blind, Jake Daniels. Um, <laughs> let's circle back because I was on Chiefs minus one and a half. But yeah, five and one. Boys were fourteen three and one overall. We fucking needed a weekend like that. Holy shit, we needed a weekend like that. But really, the only game I want to kind of like recap really quick because it kind of ties into um, our preview for coming out here. Washington goes into Southern Cal, beats them by 10. Line was three. I was all over that. Trent, you were all over the over. I also sprinkled a little bit on the over. But USC just fired Alex Grinch, defensive coordinator. Um, they can't fucking stop anybody. And, and Washington put up 52 on them. I mean, Washington, one of the top five offenses in the country, right? But, I mean, Oregon. I, I mean, I mean, it's, uh, Oregon is arguably better than Washington at this point. And, like, Oregon may put up 60, 65 points against USC this weekend. Am I crazy for saying that? No, I mean, if they wanted to, I think they would. Um I just don't know if the game's going to be competitive enough for them to do that. Although, if they're going to go with like the Bo Nix Heisman campaign, which I'm all for, obviously, um, then maybe they do run up the score. There, but yeah, I mean USC. They fired uh, Alex Grinch, like you mentioned, the Grinch that stole Christmas right before uh, the holidays, and um, I, I don't know if this is the week where they they figure it out. With uh, with Bo Nix and the boys coming to town, so it could get it could definitely get ugly. That's in USC too, right? Or is it? 
No, it's in Eugene. Eugene? It's in Eugene. Okay. Yeah, that's going to get real ugly. Like, they gave especially up... With a team, especially with Oregon on the outside looking in right now. Um, I think style points are going to play huge for them. Yeah, I mean, they gave up... What was it? 200... Yeah, 256 yards to Dylan Johnson. And no knock to Dylan Johnson. I mean, he's, he's a really solid running back for Washington. But he's not Bucky Irving. And, like... Oregon is top 10 rushing team in the country. Like... They, they, they could, like, like you said, Trent, if they wanted to, they could score 60-plus in this game, and I could see them running the ball for for 315, 350 in this game. Like, like, well, yeah, you, USC is, they're 100th against the pass, and they're worse against the run. They're horrible. They're 120th against the run. So, um, I mean, they, they can basically do whatever they want in this game. It's going to be, you know, the only way this game is competitive if Williams, you know, puts the Superman cape on. Just goes score for score with them, but they'll make a mistake on offense. And also, the, the, that's the best defense um, that USC has played. Maybe uh, them in Notre Dame. So, yeah, this game could get ugly. Like I said, but um, still fun watch, right? Say it again. You're what? It's still going to be a good watch. You know. Well, yeah, uh, those yeah. Are fun watch yeah and and I, i'm laying the i got it at where's it at here here it is i got 14 and a half on DraftKings. um i believe it's 15 or 15 and a half right now but i'm laying the 14 and a half with oregon here i just I, I mean oregon has scored 33 plus in every single game this year and like i mean i said it twice already but they could i see them putting putting close to 60 up on usc and they just USC's not good. I mean, I've been saying it all year. They're not good. Like, and it's just this is the best defense they're going to play all season, regardless of what bowl game they play in. You said it. You think it's a bad look um, if you're an NFL GM, right? And you see Caleb Williams after the game crying that, in the stands. Uh, is that is that a bad look? Because no. I've seen a lot of controversial takes on that. No. Like, why is that a big fucking deal? I like truly, I don't understand that. Okay, hey, but game saying that he just wants to go home and hang with his dog and cuddle and cry or whatever he said well yeah i mean he played the best game of the year his best game of the year and he lost like well i don't understand why people made that a bigger deal yeah okay but i agree with you guys but then and i i can't think of who the quarterback was but it was last year uh there was a college quarterback who i think is in the nfl now brian uh, after a game, and Caleb Williams quoted him, basically said like, "Are we, are we, are we serious here?" <laughs> and then I, I need to, I need to find who this was. And then the, the dude that he quoted after Caleb Williams was crying last week, he quoted, he quoted that tweet, <laughs> and like, uh, I, I gotta find this. Hold on, I'll, I'll look at that. You guys start talking. Let me because it was great. Yeah, no, I'll, it, I'll find it, it. that didn't really make. I, I don't understand why I got blown up. I, like, he's a fucking kid. I mean, like, I mean, I know I'm not like all like gung ho on Caleb Williams and like his talent and like him being the next Mahomes and all that nonsense, but like he's a fucking kid and he lost the best game or the biggest game of the year, like where he played like a Heisman winner, right? So uh, it just it shows that he cares and people are tweaking out about it. Oh, I remember what it was. It was uh, it was Max Duggan. <laughs> oh yeah, in the Big Twelve Championship game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Caleb. I'm gonna see if I can find Caleb's quote tweet. Um, 
yeah i'm still looking for the quote tweet but it, it was pretty like ironic because i was i was with you guys with like yeah, that shouldn't affect drastic that just shows he cares right that's yeah. like passion yeah but then but then like he takes a shot at max duggan the year before oh yeah it was uh here it is right here so rg of course it's rg3 he's already always in the middle of this shit <laughs> rg3 tweets uh how can you not root for max duggan uh as a, in a video of him crying after the big 12 championship game and caleb williams quoted him and said lol and then max duggan quoted caleb williams crying and just said lol so <laughs> pretty, pretty good stuff pretty good drama in uh collegiate football there but uh yeah, no, I'm with you guys. I mean, that, that's a dumb story. The dumb yeah. stories that float around, that's definitely a dumb story. Yeah, I, I hate that. But let's let's run through some of these picks and preview a couple of these games. We're going to spend most of our time on um, the NFL. But let's start in uh, Happy Valley, Penn State, Michigan. Obviously, arguably the biggest game in a weekend probably, I would say, outside of maybe USC and Oregon. But I believe the line right now no, is – Say it again. That's, Penn State, Michigan is definitely the biggest game oh, yeah. of the weekend. It, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you could Georgia, Ole Miss is a great game too. But yeah, I mean, come Lon- on. Any, any game with Michigan right now is, is electric. I think. Yeah, that's true. Going on, so. Line lines five and a half over on their set at forty five and a half currently. Um, I do have a play here. I'm playing the under. I'm taking forty five or taking the under at forty five and a half. Um, this is a game to me where you kind of throw all the trends out the window. Um, Michigan hasn't played a defense or really a team as good as Penn State. Um, Penn State, obviously, they struggled against Ohio State's defense. Um, I expect them to struggle with Michigan's defense also, but I don't expect Michigan to go out and and score 40-plus like they've been doing all year against Penn State. Um, This is an extreme step up in competition for them. Uh, Two of the top five defenses in America, Penn State, number two in scoring defense at home and number one against the pass. And Michigan really likes to throw the ball this year. I believe they're sixth in um, uh, yards per pass attempt. So they, they're not used, or we're used to seeing Michigan, you know, ground and pound with Blake Corum and uh, Donovan Edwards. But JJ McCarthy is a little bit more free this year throwing the ball. I like the under. I'm rambling at this point. I think it's going to be a great football game. And yeah, Hammond the under and Gus too, man. I fucking love that Fox is getting all these amazing, uh, like, conference games late in the season. I fucking love it. Yeah, I wish this was another... Uh, but I, I just I want to see a night game with the whiteout. Yeah. And I want to see out. Penn State beat Michigan. I want to see all those things happen, but I really do That's I really do think that's going to play a factor in. Um, have... Has this, if this game's at night, I think it's a completely different story, but I think I think Michigan rolls, fellas. I really do. Um... I think that spreads a little too low. Austin, I love the under as well, but I think this is... I know Chop Robinson's been out for Penn State, and he hasn't been practicing this week, so I think that's a big question mark on the defensive side of the ball for them. Um, I know he didn't play last week, but I don't know. I think I think this is a get-right game um, for Michigan where they kind of just throw all the antics out the window and they go, and they go dominate a football game. Um, I think a lot of people might be overthinking it. I don't think Penn State has the offensive explosiveness to to keep up with Michigan. I know Michigan's offense hasn't been like like really, really good this year, but I I mean Penn State's offense is abysmal. We've seen that week in and week out. I mean they finally had some 
some big plays late in the game last week. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to lay the points with Michigan. It opened up at 5.5. I think it's at 4.5 now. Um, I'd be curious to see if this got down to, to even lower to closer to a field goal. But I'm, I'll lock it in now at 4.5. And, a half. and um, yeah, it, it, it hurts to say, but I think Michigan's a way by far better football team than Penn State. I, I I haven't seen one person take Penn State in this game, and but the line keeps going like down, which is um, which is interesting. And, and it's not even like I haven't seen anyone take Penn State. It's, I don't even I haven't even seen anybody think this game is going to be competitive, like close. So you know, it's interesting. Like I, I agree, Gage. Like if this was a night game, I think I think Penn State has a really really good chance to win. Still think they have a chance to win at home. Um, obviously, there's a lot of distractions going on in Michigan, and you know everyone's kind of off of Drew Aller after his uh, game against Ohio State, which was bad. He's kind of found his stride as of late. Had his best game last week against Maryland, and if you look at and I know Austin, you've been on this, um, and if you look at season long numbers between Drew Aller and JJ McCarthy. Pretty much like the Spider-Man meme, the same, yeah. the same stats, uh, and you know we've seen JJ McCarthy up there in the Heisman race, and you know if you listen to to anybody else about Drew Aller, the dude, you know he's one step away from a community college. So it's kind of interesting to think. Now, now I know that Michigan um, every time they get inside the red zone, they're just running it, scoring touchdowns. But Blake Corum has like a shit ton of touchdowns and stuff. Kind of hurts JJ's numbers, but I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a little bit of a a uh, a little bit of a you know culture shock. That's not the right term, but like I think Michigan's going to kind of get punched in the mouth early. So in state first half might be a, a play that I would look at. Um, but you know, if I had to put my money on it, I think Michigan pulls away at the end. But I think Penn State comes out and, and kind of has a statement, and maybe they're leading at halftime. So I would look at Penn State first half. Um, you know, I don't have a play locked in yet, but that's definitely a lean of mine. I don't even have that pulled up, Austin. If you, yeah, I got it right that, here. But... Penn State first half is. Give me one second and get back to my tab here. First half is two and a half. What's you, the What's the money line? You can get Penn State plus two and a half at plus one hundred four. Penn State first half money line plus one thirty four. I don't hate that getting plus money. They're at home. I think uh, this game I is mean, really close. I really do. And I mean, Michigan also is. It's more of a. They have been a second half team, basically last year and and, and this year as well. Yeah. So um, I think I think Penn State first half is is a really good play there. I do too. I don't hate it. I just I think this is gonna be a really boring football game in all honesty, but I just I think it's gonna be really I think it's gonna be a lot closer than what people are giving uh Penn or Michigan credit for. Um one game we don't really need to talk about, but I found kinda interesting was Georgia and Ole Miss. Uh senior night, Saturday night in Athens, Georgia. Um line is ten and a half. This is not an official play of mine, but I, I can't stop looking at this number. I think Georgia absolutely rolls here. I love Lane Kiffin. I love Jackson Dart. Um, I love Judkins running back for Ole Miss. But Georgia has won 42 of their last 43 and uh, 26 in a row since the 2001 SEC championship game in which they lost to Bama. 
Um, Carson Beck's playing really well. Defense is obviously insane. Um, I think that's a bad spot for Ole Miss. Not sure if you guys have any plays there, but that was just an interesting line that kind of that kind of stuck out to me there. Gage, do you have any you have any other plays this weekend in college slate right now? Um, I like I love the over in that game. Um, I know anything with with the SEC over just is kind of been smacking recently, and I think it continues here. Um, obviously, we know how explosive. Ole Miss's offenses and Jackson Dart and, and Lane Kiffin and the boys never getting off the field, um, always punting, always looking to put up points. Um, the spread is big. I think it's it, this this over is going to be huge if Ole Miss can get out early. Um, they get behind. Um, good luck trying to come back against the Georgia team. But I mean, Georgia's been looking good. I know we've been, we've had question marks ever since Brock went out, but I mean this this offense is averaging. 40-plus points last four games, and they, they kind of turned into, like, a true pass-first kind of offense, which is weird, um, thinking that their best offensive player is is out. But, yeah, I, I love the over. Um, I love the over in the in the last week's um, Alabama-LSU with you, Austin. I think this kind of has the same trend. Um, this could get into a shootout scenario where both offenses are just going back and forth. Um, I think the spread's a little bit too big. Think, I think Ole Miss can cover the spread as well, but I'm just going to sit back, um, root for points, and I think I think it soars over. But yeah, other other than that, not really, not really a lot of plays for me right now. Speaking of overs, guys, I mean, it, it looks like Jaden Daniels is going to play um, from what I'm seeing. How does Florida LSU stay under 64? Like I, I don't no idea. If he plays, so, then yeah, I think that will be a play of mine. I'm gonna lock that in now. Um, if he doesn't play, you know, I might have to scrub it as a play. <laughs> but, but I mean, 64 for Florida LSU. I mean, Florida's defense is Swiss cheese. So is LSU's. So is LSU's. I mean, this again, like. I would say this looks too easy, but the two overs I played last week were too easy, and they flew over. So, I don't know, man. Florida LSU is going to go over 64. I mean, seventh uh, the night game, at, you know, at LSU, I mean, that, the place is going to be rocking. I don't I don't see. I mean, that, that's got like 531 written all over it, right? Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. Um, there's a couple more. I have one more official play. Uh, I have three right now. I gave out Michigan, Penn State under, uh, Oregon minus 14.5. My third one is an autoplay for me at this point of the year. It's fading UC. Uh, I know I just talked about how UCF fucked me last week doing that, but I'm going back to the well. Houston minus 2.5 against Cincinnati. Houston is not great, but if you care about trends at all, UC's lost seven straight and won six ATS in those seven games. Houston is 4-2 ATS in their last six, 4-1 ATS in their last five at home. Uh, give me the Cougs at home. A couple leans I have right now. Uh, Oregon, or I'm sorry, Arizona team total, 33.5 against Colorado is, is kind of screaming at me. Arizona is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Obviously, we know how bad Colorado's offense, or I'm sorry, defense is. Um, I'm also looking at Bama minus 10.5. Um, against Kentucky. I don't 
I mean, outside of Ray Davis for Kentucky, there's really no source of offense for them. Devin O'Leary has not been it this year. And Bama can can clinch a spot in the SEC title game with a win or Ole Miss losing to Georgia. So I think they're pretty much guaranteed a spot in the SEC title. But coming off, I mean, watching Alabama last week, I, I, just, I don't see a world where Georgia, or I'm sorry, Kentucky stays within 10 points there. I think Bama rolls there. The more I'm talking about it, the more I'm, starting to love it to be honest with you but i've been saying it for a few weeks now too i don't i can't remember if i mentioned it on the pod but i've been saying that bama is going to beat georgia in the sec championship game and like the bama like they're so hot right now and nick saban said that they just played the best their most complete game in a season and i just we'll get into it later you know later pods closer to the uh championship game or championship weekend but Bama's a fucking wagon right now, so look out for them. Austin, I got one more for you. You, you mentioned a system play, and it totally just jumped my brain. Um, we finally have a total in the 20s in college football, um, <laughs> and I'm going back to it. <laughs> going back to it without a doubt. Who they got this week? Um, Rutgers is going into Iowa. Um, 28 and a half is the total. That's insane. Makes my head hurt. Makes my head hurt just thinking about it. Um, but once again, don't overthink it. That game, that game's going to end 13 to 10. If they're lucky, they'll, they'll score 20 total points. So that is another one of my plays. Sorry, it totally slipped my mind. Um, but like I said last week, I'm going to play that until, until it fails. And I, I, I can't see it failing. I mean, Rutgers has a top 30 defense in the country as well. So, an absolute dogfight in Iowa. Um, look for that game to be an absolute snooze fest. Don't even watch it. Just just tune in when your <laughs> when your bet slips, uh, turns green, and you'll be happy. Yeah, I think uh, I was gonna good call, Gage. I was gonna make sure we touch on that game. I think Rutgers is just better Iowa at this point. I agree. So it's it's hard to take a side when there's like such low scoring though, because like one fluky or you know punt return or anything could just fuck you like i was on northwestern last week and iowa got like a, a touchdown at the in the third quarter i'm like well seven nothing chalk it up just because the nature of those games so if you fall behind it's really hard to come back but i just trust rucker's offense a hell of a lot more than i was at this point um so yes gage i like the under um, like you mentioned, Rutgers has a good defense, so I don't see Iowa scoring a ton of points here. And, um, you know, it's a coin flip game. Rutgers is, is, is catching a, a point or two, so Rutgers is just a better team. Um, so I, I would lean Rutgers there. System play of the under 28.5. It'll be interesting if the, a lot of sharp money came in on uh, the over last week. And it didn't even come close. So I wonder if, I wonder how they play it, getting closer to game time uh, this time around. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, not interesting to watch, but interesting to see for sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those where like you almost just want to take the over, and you just want to root for points. But at the same time, you're just don't. You're just like it's going to be third quarter. It's going to be three to nothing. You're going to be like, God damn! I knew this was going to happen, but like. <laughs> Like you said, Trent, one fluke play or one big explosive play could could you know shift the whole tide of that game and like everything. It, it, there's people out there 
across the country that are hammering that over, and I'm sure that's why, like, these totals are so fucking low all the time because they're 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 just. I mean, the, the bets, the, the sports books are making so much money with people, just average Joe's seeing that and just hammering the over. But I, one of these days, I want to just take the over and just root for points. But it, until it burns, you, you just got to you gotta stay with the under there. Yeah, I agree. Do, do you guys want to touch really quickly on uh, Ohio State, Michigan State? I know it's not, um, you know, you got a 31 and a half point spread there. We didn't talk about Ohio State last week. Um or at least that we didn't recap the game. But I think this is a game, you know, as an Ohio State fan, if if we want to be considered, like, serious championship contenders, this is a game where there has to be no struggle right out of the gate, you know, just complete yeah. domination on both sides of the ball. Like, this is a game where McCord needs to have, like, you know, 250 yards at halftime, three touchdowns. Like, this is the game to look like like a dominant dominant team. And um, if they struggle or if, the, if it's choppy again, um, then I think Ohio State fans have to be really concerned. So this is the game where I want to see it's a night game. They're wearing their uh, all grays, which is going to be interesting. Um, but I don't know, man. Like this game needs to be needs to be like forty-five to three. And, and I also can. Yeah, Trent, you're, you're, you're kind of right on the money. And I think if this game is close and Michigan ends up winning and Georgia ends up winning, I think there's going to be some shifting going on in the top four um, just because they have such big games this weekend against really quality opponents. So I think I think for talking for every Ohio State fan out there, um, we want to see a, a four-quarter put-together football game. Um, it's been choppy. Yes, they've been winning. Yes, they've been dominating. But it's it's kind of like either they jump out early or they're they're kind of finding their stride late in the second half. And I think this is a perfect spot for them to to put a full four quarter football game together. And um, what what better opponent to do it to than the absolute shit show of a program that for uh, Michigan State has going? So I'm excited too. Um, can't say I'm super excited to watch the game but i think this is a great spot for them to to kind of put it all together right now yeah i think they will um i'm pretty confident that this is a good uh a good spot for Ohio state and i mean just keep leaning on trayvon henderson too i mean three straight 100 yard games 100, 128 yards um against rutgers including 80 through the air um this i'm not really worried about anything right now with the buckeyes say say what you want believe what you want but I got uh, I got no issues with with how Ohio State is, is looking right now. To be completely honest with you, Trent, any leans picks that you got right now? Or do you want to shift uh, to the big boy league? Um, yeah, I mean, I went over a couple of my my leans as of now. I locked in that over um, while it's still at sixty four <clears throat> because if Jaden Daniels gets confirmed in, which I think he's going to be in, that number to go up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, still kind of looking over the slate. Um, not really any other games that stand out to me. Maybe Texas at TCU, that number's a little low. Um, I know Texas was shaky at the end, but I, I think TCU, you know, I've kind of been rating them all year. They are not a good football team. So Texas should win that game by double digits, I think, um, despite 
you know, how other quarterback played last week. Um, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that, but on uh, Texas TCU. Right, yeah. I got nothing on that game. Austin, I'm shocked that you don't have any action on, on your Huskies playing nine and a half at home against, against um, Utah. I yeah, I I don't I think that's a lot of points. Um, I know. I, I think it's a, a a good. I don't know. I don't even know. I, I can't get a good read on the game because I want to say it's a good spot for Utah after what happened with Oregon last week. But Utah really isn't that good offensively, and this will be the best defense probably outside of Oregon that Washington has played all year. So I think I think that game's going to be pretty close. Utah, Utah already had their bounce back game. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, that was they, two weeks ago. I'm sorry. Um, they throttled. Um, they thought the Arizona State. They yeah, that's right. Because I was talking about taking the. I took Utah minus eleven as a non-official play, but I don't know. I mean, I just. I I don't I don't want to keep putting money on Washington right now. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I honestly don't have a good reasoning why I don't have any money on this game. I just want to keep rooting for Washington to win. I, I just... Because you're you're saving your money for the Pac-12 championship game when we go uh, head-to-head once again and put all of our uh, Chips Chipotle on. reward points on the, uh, <laughs> on the line. So. Go Huskies. Let's shift, uh, let's shift gears here for a minute. Let's talk about the NFL. Um, let's run. We're going to run through a couple of these divisions. Because a lot of them are tight, some of them are a little bit more open, or uh, sorry, a little bit not as close as others, like the AFC West. But let's start with AFC North, arguably the best division in football. Um, we're looking at odds to win the division right now. I believe Trent was on the Browns before the season started. Gage and I were both on the Ravens. Caught the Ravens at plus two fifty to win that division. Um, I was on the Ravens. Were you on the Ravens? I was on the gotcha. Yeah, I was on the Ravens. I think Gage was... <clears throat> Somebody was on Gage, where were you? I, I I was on the Ravens as well, but I didn't Steelers. get that out. Um, I, I, I ended up taking a long shot with the Steelers just because I didn't want to have everyone take the Ravens. But, I mean, we know what the Steelers are doing now, so that's kind of out the window. So kudos to you guys. Um, Ravens, I'm pretty sure, are pretty... Pretty steadily in first place. Um, yeah, seven and two. The rest of the division is five and three. And there was a graphic out there. If, if the AFC playoffs started right now, all four teams would make the playoffs, which is fucking insane. Um, we gotta give kudos to to the Bengals, man. I, at least I do. I know you guys may feel differently, but played really well offensively Monday night, or I'm sorry, Sunday night against Buffalo. Defensively, they looked good at times. Other times, they looked not so great. Um, we don't need to get into into this whole Buffalo versus Bengals kind of spiel, Josh Allen Burrow thing. But the narrative that Josh Allen isn't a good quarterback because he can't be Joe Burrow is fucking insane to me. But Bengals are playing really well. Browns got the best defense, arguably, in the NFL right now. Steelers, not really sure how they're five and three with a, a thirty or a minus thirty point differential, and the Ravens are. Yeah, Steelers have been out. Steelers have been outgained in every single game this year. 
and they're five and three. So I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> I mean, it's the same shit that's been going on for twenty years with that that team. It's really been the same team for twenty years. They just have a slightly worse quarterback now. Uh, or actually, a, a significantly worse quarterback. Sorry, but uh, um, yeah. I mean, they're they're going to continue to to eke out their nine win seasons and get throttled in the first round. So that's kind of how it works. Does anybody pose at all threat to um, Baltimore? Because I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think uh, you know, I I think I don't think that division's wrapped up. By any means, I mean they still have a tough schedule. Um, they get two division games next two games, so obviously if they win those two games, maybe you can wrap it up. But they got the Browns coming to town this week, and then the Bengals on a Thursday night. So we're gonna know a lot more in about ten days. Division stands, um, but I think I think the only confident thing I'm saying I can say is the Steelers will not be division um but i think the ravens are the favorite and then the browns and the Bengals are um are going to be right there fighting for a second yeah i want to shift gears here to the nfc for a little bit nfc north um lines currently sit at six and two vikings five and four i was on the vikings plus 250 before before the season started um if you look at Fanduel right now detroit is minus 800 to win the North, Vikings are plus eight hundred. I think that is ludicrous. Um, I know it, it might be one game bias with how that uh, how that Vikings game ended last week against Atlanta and Josh Dobbs coming in leading that game winning touchdown drive. But um, I think the Vikings still have a legit chance to win this division. I don't think Detroit is really all that. I mean, I think they're very good, but and I love Dan Campbell as a coach, but to be minus eight hundred to win that division is insane to me. Considering they're only a game up, I think that's a huge overreaction to the injury and the the problems going on in Minnesota. Though, like you said, like Josh yeah, Dobbs, I was on, I was on the Lions plus one forty to start to start the year. Um, Trent, who were who did you have to win that one? The Packers. I was, uh, he was on the Packers. I was on the Packers, but it was more so. It wasn't that I liked the Packers that much. It was more so. For, well, actually, I, I didn't think the Packers would be good defensively, which they haven't been. And I didn't think I wasn't a big Jordan Love guy, but I thought he'd be better. He's been, which he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, obviously, I thought the Bears would be better, and um, I, I kind of thought all these teams would be jiving for, um, you know, the same eight nine wins, and um, so I kind of just took the value with the Packers. But Lions were the play. If, if you put a gun to my head before the season, I was gonna, I was going to be on the Lions here. But um, you know, the Lions' schedule pretty pretty easy. Um, to end the way. So I, I think they still haven't played Chicago. So they get the Bears twice. Uh, they get Green Bay. They get Denver. They get Minnesota twice. Um, the only tough one in there is maybe at Dallas, at New Orleans. So I think there's still like five wins um, on that schedule. So that, that gets them to 11. I, I really can't see them. You know, as, as, as fun as the Vikings are with Josh Dobbs, 
I don't think they can they can get that many wins. So Lions are number might be justified given their schedule. I mean, looking at the Vikings schedule, you get uh, New Orleans this weekend, which is a tough spot, but Chicago, Vegas, Denver, I think they split one with Detroit. I think they can beat Green Bay. I mean, we, there, there's a real possibility at the end of the year where we're looking at a nine-win a nine Minnesota team. Is that unrealistic for them to win for their next or the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine games, four and five to end the year. No, it's not. But the Lions get to eleven. So okay, I, I don't think they have a chance to win the division. Fair enough. Uh, Gage, Gage. No, Austin, go ahead and uh, double down on them. Plus eight hundred. That's value, man. That's value. <laughs> That's a lot of value, and I don't know. I may, I may have to. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. May reassess after this week because I don't want to put money on them and then. They fucking beat the Saints. That would just be brutal. But um, I don't even want to talk to the NFC South. Or at least if you guys want to, we can. Because obviously I was on the Saints. But um, this division is fucking horrid. Yeah. Did you guys see... Like, if you can get the Saints at any any type of value, which I don't think you can at this M- point. Minus 160 currently uh, to win. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's about as much of a lock as I can think of. I mean, did you guys see the quarterbacks Saints play the rest of the way? Let me see if I can pull this up here. Um, here, I'll, I'll just you guys go ahead and talk. Let me let me tell you. Yeah, moving forward, here we go. It's it's Josh Dobbs, Taylor Heineke, Jared Goff, Bryce Young, um, Daniel Jones. Not Daniel Jones because he just tore his yeah. ACL. Um, Tyrod Taylor. Um, nope. Nope. He's hurt too. Not Danny DeVito. Oh, Devi- <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito, man. That's my guy, first of all. Let's let's give a shout-out to Danny DeVito. Yeah. Um, Tommy DeVito. What's his name? Tommy DeVito. Um, Carson well Wentz. Fucking possibly Carson Wentz with the Rams. And then uh, Baker Mayfield. So, yeah. They, not great. <laughs> Jared Jared Goff is the best quarterback that they play the rest of the year. So, yeah. so they're they're going to win that division. I, I, I hate to break it to you guys, um, unless they just completely go Saints on us, which which is a shame because that the the Saints what they need to do is like clean house um, on the coaching staff. They don't need Boston. a clean house. They need to to hire a head coach and allow their DC. Well, that's what I mean, like they don't need to clear house. They just need to like. Their, their head coach is in D.C. Like he, he's he's oblivious to running an offense, and like, you can't you can't give him a demotion. That's that's not how that works. Like you can't. You, that's I've never seen that happen. Where it's like the head coach is going to come in and then he's going to. I mean that would be ideal because he's a great defensive coordinator. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a head coach like you said. Like they need. They need. I mean, ideally, yeah, that'd be great. Put him I know. All right, just fucking let me live in this fantasy world. All right, I love Dennis Allen, but I fucking hate him as a head coach. Okay, so I really want him as our DC. I really, really want him back, but I know that's probably not going to happen. Car, Derek Carr's been playing better the last couple weeks. Dude, I hope, God I, I hope God, he hasn't sucked you back in because no, he's he going to stab you. Okay, good. Dude, we need a draft quarterback. And you got, or at least I hopefully you guys more than anybody know that I fucking cannot stand the mock drafts. 
I think they're so overhyped. But I did see one where Michael Penix was going number 10 to the Saints. I'd nut if we drafted Michael Penix. Number 10? <laughs> yeah, there was some trade. Oh, they trade up? Yeah. But we need a quarterback yeah. desperately. And I, I honestly, this this class coming out is pretty loaded, so I don't really give a fuck who it is. But, dude, imagine Jaden Daniels staying in Louisiana and going to play for the Saints. That would be disgusting. Last division I want to talk about before we go into some of these picks and uh, your power rankings, Trent. AFC East. Just talked about how uh, the Bengals laid it on Buffalo last Sunday. Buffalo is currently second in the division, five and four. Miami six and three. Miami six and zero oh against teams below five hundred. Zero oh and three against teams above five hundred. They have a plus sixty point differential. Buffalo has the second highest point differential in the NFL, and they sit in second place, plus eighty. Um, I think Buffalo still wins this division, or at least I really, really hope so. Currently, they sit with the second best odds at plus two ten. I had them before the season started to win the division at plus 130. I don't think Miami is all that. I think Miami kind of doesn't collapse, but they kind of start losing games here as the season progresses. And I just love Josh Allen, man. I really do love Josh Allen. And I hate watching him lose because the Bills really aren't all that as a team. The Bills aren't good, bro. The Bills just aren't good. I love Josh Allen. I've been all that. Yeah, that's what I've been on. Josh Allen is number one in the NFL in QBR. He's the PFF's number one ranked quarterback this season. Uh, I think he's second overall in EPA um, for play, right? So, uh, I mean, he's been he's been awesome. Turnovers or whatever. He actually has eight interceptions on eight turnover-worthy plays charted by PFF. So, he actually got, kind of got in unlucky. Um or not unlucky, but you could say unlucky, but you could also say like his interceptions have caught, which um, you know that doesn't happen to a lot of players. A lot of a lot of players around the league. So he's still been elite, and I've been on this guys. Like Gabe Davis isn't a number two receiver. Like he had zero catches last week. Um, you know, people overhype their talent, but it's really Josh Allen that makes that team good. That team go. I, I don't think the coaching staff is very good. Defense is decimated with injuries. They're they're pretty bad at this point. Um, and they, again, they can't fucking run the ball. They've never been able to run the ball. I don't understand the last long era. So they need a they need an overall on um, on coaching as well. I think I think Sean McDermott's kind of um, run its course there in Buffalo. Um, but and really quick, Austin. I know you said you're down on Miami. Let me tell you, the the Dolphins are six and three right now. They're gonna be eleven and three five weeks. They play the Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans, and Jets. Lose any of those games. Yeah, that's true. Let's look at Buffalo's schedule. Who's Buffalo got the next five weeks? Well, they do. They do end with Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo. That's dude, gonna be tough. Dude, but Buffalo's schedule still, is so crazy. Denver. I think I think maybe. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Make your finish your point. I was just gonna say I think Miami. I don't know what the what, what are the current division odds. I think Miami. Miami's minus one nine minus one ninety. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's baked into the schedule. And, and you know, I've, I've been down on Miami. Um, obviously, with, with what I said earlier on the pod, but still think they're going to be tough to beat at home. They haven't they haven't lost a home game. All their tough games have been on the road, and they haven't looked as good. I still think once they get A-chain back, that run game is going to be tough to stop. So if they're, if they're like a three seed and they get a home playoff game, whether down in, down in South Beach... I still think they're going to be a bitch to beat at home. Um, and then, you know, it, it's going to be a different story when they go on the road and, you know, they have to go to Kansas City or Baltimore. That's when you fade Miami. They're pretty safe to win this division with their schedule, and I think they're pretty safe to win their home playoff game um, no matter who they play. So that's my that's my take at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding out optimism for the Bills simply because I have a five-leg division parlay division winner parlay where the Bills are really the only one that's or not really they are the only one that's currently not winning their division so I need them to kind of turn it up and that was that's plus 3800 so be a hefty little hefty little purse um I don't, we don't have to spend too much time on MVP and awards we can we kind of get into that a little bit later kind of wrap things up here with some picks but really really quick before we do talk about the picks the only thing I have on these awards um, Lamar, I got sixteen to one to win MVP. Is currently five to one. Yeah, currently five to one, third place. Um, I have a, a awards parlay with Lamar MVP, Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year, who's currently tied for the lead, and Devin Witherspoon. I took a flyer on him to win Defensive Rookie of the Year at plus two uh, two thousand. He's currently second. I think he's plus one. Plus two eighty. Jalen Carter is the 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 front runner minus three twenty. But those three: Lamar, Miles Garrett, Devin Witherspoon. Plus two hundred and fifty thousand odds. Parlay together, <laughs> and it's really it's not looking horrible like at all. <laughs> um, wait, wait, say that again. You have Witherspoon, Web- Lamar, and who else? And Miles Garrett. Lamar MVP, Miles Garrett Defensive Player of the Year, Devin Witherspoon Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, so Lamar is what second? You said Lamar is currently third behind um, Patrick Hurts or Patrick Hurts, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Um, Patrick Hurts. Miles Garrett oh. is Miles Garrett is tied for the favorite with Micah Parsons plus one ninety, and Devin Witherspoon. I need him to get a few picks here in the next couple weeks because he's second. At plus two eighty, Jalen Carter is currently minus three twenty. Um, I'm not going to say this total payout, but I will show you two. But it's uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty hefty. So let's go. We need just say it. Just say it. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, I might say it in a few weeks when, if uh, Devin Witherspoon kind of turns up here. But yeah, that's that's. I'll, 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 I'll tell him your unit play of of five hundred bucks. Yeah, five hundred bucks. I fucking wish, bro. You guys got any leans or any picks on the NFL slate this weekend? I have not really done a deep dive yet. Um, I will probably be taking CJ Stroud yards, whatever it is. It's not currently out, but I guess a Bengals defense that has been playing well. But that's an automatic play for me right now, CJ Stroud. I would just say see... one. Go, for Go it, ahead, Trent. Go ahead, you're good. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna say, did you guys? Speak... Jay Stroud, did you guys see the uh, injury report for the Texans this week? No. 
So they have 23 players on the injury report. Three of their active 53 are on the injury report this week. Jesus Christ. I think it's the biggest injury, like Wednesday injury report. This was Wednesday. At, at, um, I think it's the biggest ever. A lot, the most amount of players on the injury report. So, um, definitely something to monitor this week. I don't know if it affects your play as much. I mean, no, I'm still going to hammer it. A lot of those guys are on defense. Um, so. But, uh, yeah, those three could go out there with CJ Stroud as our quarterback, and we're each putting up 80 yards easy. Especially on a Bengals defense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Given that, yeah, at least 100. At least 100 each. God, I hope they I, – I mean, they're not going to, but because the Texans aren't going to beat the Bengals, I hope CJ Stroud fucking dices them up so badly. That would be so fun to watch and so fun to talk about. I would love that so much. What is – uh? What is CJ Stroud MVP right now? CJ Stroud MVP. Give me one second. I'll pull it up. Um, because if he plus ninety five hundred, plus ninety five hundred. Yep, ninety five hundred. Yeah. He's he's just above AJ Brown, and above him is Justin Herbert plus five thousand. Those, where do those odds go if they pull off the win this week, and he has a great game? They pull off the win. I mean, he, he plus, ju- plus 9,500. Yeah, I don't really see a huge jump there. I mean, you got Herbert, Tyreek, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott plus 4,500 is insane. But plus, I think those up. I think it goes up. Plus, probably plus 6,000, maybe. I don't know, man. I think, I think those odds skyrocket if he pulls off this win because, you know, the num- numbers wise. He's as good as anyone right now. Yeah. The only thing that's missing is, the, is like the wins and the team success. If they somehow pull this this game off in Cincy, they get the Cardinals at home, the Jacks at home, who they already throttled, the Broncos at home. Those are the next three games. You know, then they get the Jets, Titans back to back. So five winnable games coming up. Three of them at home. Been dynamite. You know, if they pull off three of those games and all of a sudden they're sitting at, you know, eight and five, eight and six, got, you know, as good as numbers as anybody. I don't know, man. I think if you if take the Texans money line, I mean, you can take the Texans money line, but if you think the bank, the Texans have a chance to win, I think TJ Stroud MVP odds is long shot play that I wouldn't ignore. I mean, I wouldn't ignore it either, but I just don't see a world where he wins MVP this year, unfortunately. The last uh, time, the last time and the first time a rookie has won the MVP in the NFL. Can you guys guess? Can you tell us what decade? 50s. <laughs> Mike Ditka. Why a tittle? Jim Brown. Ah, fucking fake. Rest in peace. Fake ass friend or fake ass fan, Trent. Really, for real. I know, dude. I think I was at. I think I was at like a doctor's appointment during that game or something. Fucking fraud. All right, before we get out of here, uh, score predictions. Thursday night football. Bears Panthers. Thank God I'm gonna be on a fucking plane. I won't have to watch this godforsaken game. Uh, over under set at thirty eight and a half. Gauge go. 
Well, the only thing I'm rewatching during that is uh, the back of my eyelids, probably with another nap. But <laughs> if I had to give a score, oh, when you start setting lines on on Gage's naps, bro, my nap. Oh, I would no, hammer no. the over. The over would be so juiced, and I'd still fucking hammer it. No, it's like point five. Point five, my ass. I had a kid now, dude. You're, oh. You already cashed that, and it's noon your time. <laughs> All right. Taking naps a.m. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Carolina, 21, Chicago, 17. Upset, okay. Uh, dude, I don't think any. I don't think there's considered an upset in this game. Yeah. Why do the Bears... Why are the Bears giving three and a half? Because it's yeah. at home. Panthers, Panthers win this game. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they win, but I don't know how the, the Bears are giving three and a hook. Especially with Tyson Bangent. Tyson, uh, Tyson Bangent. Like, what am I missing here? Like, I know Carolina's bad, but just beat Houston. So, I think this game. Will I bet it? I don't know, dude. It's hard. I'm not. I don't want to give up on Bryce Young. He's in a bad situation, and I, I'm still interested in this game. I like watching, watching like rookie QBs play, especially someone like Bryce Young. But yeah, I'll go like, I'll go twenty to nineteen. Uh, Bears. Bears win twenty to nineteen. I'm going Bears win also. Um, Bears win. We'll tweet these out, by the way. We'll yeah, these will be out. tweeted out. Bears win. The over the over hits thirty eight and a half. Bears win twenty seven. Twenty seven twenty three. Bears win. Over cashes. Uh, Tyson Bajan throws for two hundred plus yards. Lock it in. What am I gonna use my fifty dollar risk free Steam game parlay on for this shit, dude? It's, you almost like don't even want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just trying to cook up a bet for this game is gonna be pretty bad, but appreciate you guys sticking with us. Uh, follow us on X. Take four. Take on. Wait a minute. What? We don't. We can't skip over the most anticipated. Holy time. shit! I almost forgot. Yes, I am so sorry. We should have done this before our fucking Everyone. score predictions, dude. Trent, give, right. give us your, your top five power rankings. We dropped the ball last week not getting this tweeted out, but it, it will be tweeted out tonight for sure. Trent, the floor is yours, brother. Yeah, this might ruffle some feathers here, some local feathers, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through my top five here. One, I still have the Chiefs. And everyone's saying Ravens, Ravens, Ravens. I, I hear it. I hear you guys. Ravens. Patrick Mahomes. I can't get over Patrick Mahomes. And I get it. That offense is ugly. The uh, the Dolphins pulled uh, Travis Kelsey, and nobody else could get open. Their their leading receiver. Do you guys want to guess who their leading receiver was today? Justin Watson. Noah Gray, thirty yards. Justin Watson fucking broke so, his wrist or something. Never mind. He came back. I, th- I think he was back. Um, I, I don't know. The, the, the weapons are, are the worst in the league. I think Kelsey 
he's not quite what he used to be. Um, you know, he's 34, but I still have them one. Defense is legit, legit good, like top five defense in the NFL. And I think I think Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to figure it out. I don't know how, but I think I just trust them too much. I think if Baltimore and Kansas City played um, right now, I would give the edge to KC. Um, I can't fade Patrick Mahomes. Baltimore, too, in the most dominant team, maybe the most well-rounded team in football. Uh, you know, I, I do want to see them against the Browns and the Bengals coming up um, with really good defenses and um, obviously the Bengals and what they got going on. So going to be interesting 10 days for the Ravens, but I do have them at number two. Number three, I have the Philadelphia Eagles, 8-1 and one on the year. Um, I'm looking really good for my, my over – 11 and a half wins before the season future. But they continue to win. I'm not really impressed, but they're winning the games. I think they have lots to figure out on defense still. But that offense is still very, very, very good. I have your 49ers at number four. I know everyone's kind of off the 49ers as of late. But um, I said last week, the Chase Young edition. It's going to really, really scare, make that defense line even scarier. Shanahan kind of resets after the bye. They're getting Debo Samuel back. They're getting Trent Williams back. Um, that team's going to be a force um, when it matters. So number five, I went back and forth with three teams here, and I settled on Miami. Oh, my. Do you think, like I mentioned, you know, everyone's off Miami as well. Look up. They're going to be eleven and three, and the people are going to still question them, which is fine. I think I think that's fair. <clears throat> but we're getting Devon A. Chain back coming up after the bye week. Going to win the next five games. They're going to start throwing up thirty-five points, and everyone's going to be back on Miami. So Ravens, Eagles, Four Niners, Miami just missed the cut. Detroit and Cincinnati. Um, I, I just can't. I can't do it, Bengals fans. I can't put a last place team in their own division in my top five. So get out of last place, um, and then we can talk about being in my top five power rankings. What a send off! Now you can follow us on X. Take four take underscore. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us. The tweets or the tweets, the picks we tweeted out Saturday morning as usual. Hope you boys have a good weekend. I will be enjoying this weekend slate on a beach in North Carolina. Can't fucking wait. See you boys next week. Catch you later. Peace.